This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is 101.9 High FM. My name is Sue Jackson and you're listening to the Finding Human show on High FM. Thanks for listening in. This particular uh, uh, show is not going to be sounding too professional because I am doing it from home and you'll probably hear noises in the background, perhaps phones or or birds' noises or whatever you might hear. But I felt that I needed to do today because I want to honour friendship and in so doing honour one particular person and that is Reg Schlagman. Reg passed away um, on the 26th and um, since then I have actually had a shoulder surgery, a replacement surgery and I've been pretty much out of circulation so I have not been able to to actually go and visit his family or see him and in many ways I have kind of been in this blog of um, or this bubble should I say of um, medication and pain-filled um, euphoria in some ways uh, although I can't always call it euphoria because I do have really bad reactions chemical reactions to, to anesthetics and medications and have to fight through them but I just felt that today was an opportunity for me to, to say that Reg meant a lot to our family. Reg, Reg has, is someone that uh, we have known for a long time. He's a member of our community and which is Linksfield Cinderwood community. And he has played an incredibly vital role in our community and in all our lives. And then about four years ago, Reg married my, um, my daughter's, my daughter-in-law's mom, Anne Price, and so he became part of our family and a very welcome part of our family. He was someone who really just people were drawn to. He was a giver, an amazing giver, and I just want to give you one small example. Last year, uh, my, my grandson Joshua was in matric, and, and my son and daughter-in-law, Norman and Michelle, were away. And my grandson, Joshua, and his two sisters were staying here with us, with my husband and I. And it was winter. And um, Reg said he would take the kids to school, even though he lived uh, further than... He, he lived opposite the school, actually, but he and we lived down the road. But he said he would collect the kids every morning and take them to school which is exactly what he did do. But not only did he do that, I noticed that the one day my granddaughter, Tolly, had left uh, to go and wait for him outside. And I said, Joshua, where are you? Tully's already gone downstairs. And Josh said, no, Reg is coming back for me. Anyway, I said to him, what do you mean Reg is coming back for you? He said, no, I said to Reg, it's a bit early for me to go to school. So he said, all right, well, he'll drop Tully and come back for me. I said, I cannot believe it. Anyway, it meant that Reg was coming from opposite King David School, coming down the road, coming up to uh, where we live in Crown Street, going right round the block, dropping Talia at school, coming back in that traffic around the block again, down Club Street, up to come and collect Joshua. 
So I said to Reg, Reg, are you crazy? What are you doing uh, coming back for Joshua? He said, no, you know what? He just needed that little bit of extra time to just chill out in the morning. Well, that was Reg. There was always a way for him to go forward for the extra mile. It was quite amazing. And so it is that we will really miss him as part of our family. And I really want to wish that Anne Price, uh, Schlagman, uh, our Mahi, Monique and Tony, Laurie and Effie and Nicole and Russell, a long life. And just to tell you all that Reg was a very integral part of our lives and we will really miss him. And to Norman and Michelle, to Grant and Amy, and to Gavin and Danae, I know that you didn't have Reg for long as a stepfather and as a, a grandfather to your children. But I wish all of his grandchildren and step-grandchildren, children and stepchildren, a long life. I know that you will all miss him so much. My, my grandchildren used to tell me that Reg was amazing, that every single Friday he would drop bubkas at them and Michelle told me that this is what he did for his own children and so he carried on and did it for my grandchildren too, which I really so appreciate. Reg was also this amazing part, as I said, of our community and he had this sense of humour, which I'm going to miss and I think we're all going to miss because, first of all, I rem- so often at the Brocha you would hear this booming laughter and it was Reg. There was nothing quiet about Reg, actually, and this booming laughter was one of them, one, uh, one of his really great traits, I would say. And you would hear this booming laughter, and all you had to do was look for the tallest man in the, in the room, and there would be Reg with his head back laughing at something that someone had said. Children, grandchildren, our grandchildren, children, adults of all ages really took to, to Reg. And that um, his his humour is something I'm going to miss. The other thing I'm going to miss is his generosity. You know that uh, his generosity of spirit. He was a giver. He was a giver of note. He really was, and we could all learn from this incredible trait of his. He um, I, I, just to to show you one a, a small thing. Last year, my daughter had a baby. Reg's daughter had a baby and Anne's son had a baby, all within a month of each other. And you would have thought that Reg was given this unbelievable gift from Hashem, which he actually was, of course, but he acknowledged it. He was so excited that his daughter, Laurie, had had, had a baby, that his daughter, Laurie, had had a baby, that Shira and, and Grant had had their babies too, and uh, he was incredibly amused by the fact that there were these three new babies in the family and, and loved every moment of it, which was wonderful. This is Sue Jackson. I'm recording from home, and so it's not sounding too professional, but I just felt I had to take this opportunity to pay respect to Reg Schlagman, a really terrific man, a wonderful example of what a giver should be, and a member of our community and of our family, and someone that we all cherished. Anne, you have faced so many losses in your life, and I know that you will find the strength to find, to move forward again in your life because you too are very committed to your community and have many connections. 
and will reach out and so heal yourself too. The other thing that I think that I really need to say is that our community and the Jewish community in general is just, I know I so often say this and I probably sound incredibly um, boring about it, but I just need to say again that this community astounds me and the community around the world, to tell you the truth as well. Because during this incredibly sad time, uh, this past week, while I have been recovering from shoulder replacement surgery, I have been observing what's been going on around me, and much of it has been incredibly sad. My grandson's very good friend, Adam Seif, passed away very tragically in Israel and shocked the community of South Africa and in various continents around the world. Um, And I cannot believe the outpouring of love that has come forward since then. It's, um, It's something you truly do not find in communities everywhere. And it's almost as though, I don't know if I'd even call it a tribal thing, but it's, I know this is going to sound strange. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Sue Jackson on 101.9 High FM. It's on the Finding Human show. I am recording from home as I've had a shoulder replacement surgery and I'm not allowed to um, go out yet. But I felt I just had to uh, send a message in today and send this uh, pre-record through. And if you hear various noises, I'm sorry about that. But I just wanted to to do this pre-record. But I once heard of a a herd of elephant who um, every single year in, in a game reserve, every year went past a particular site and all... Um, leaned forward over this, this site and, and stood in silence for a while and then moved forward. And then it was noted that this happened year after year. And apparently what it was is that one of their members had, had died there. I don't know if they'd been shot or killed or what, what had happened. But one of the members of the herd had uh, actually died in this particular spot. And so it was almost as a yacht site, as a memorial uh, time, that every year these elephants would go past there and pay their respects. They would actually just stand there quietly and put their heads down and then move forward. And I found this unbelievably moving because this was not just the generation that had lost the particular member of, of the of the herd, but the future generations as well carried on this tradition. And so it is in, in Judaism that we do the same with the Yotzites, that generation after generation go on remembering the ancestors, the people who had come before. But that is not really what I'm actually talking about now, because what I'm talking about now is how our people come together to help one another. When Adam passed away so tragically in Israel, the entire community came together from around the world to offer support, to actually help bring Adam back to South Africa with honor and to be buried in Johannesburg. 
Now, I know that his family and his friends will never actually get over this incredible loss. But I want to just mention something that I said to my grandson, because my grandson Joshua is studying in a yeshiva in in Israel at the moment with his, a few of his other friends. And he and Ross Novitz actually came back to South Africa um, for Adam's funeral. And quite a few of the other boys who were there on a tour traveling came back as well, which is in itself, uh, I think, a tribute to the friendship of, of Adam Seif and what he meant to them. And Adam has been in and out of our lives, my husband and my lives, for a long time. Um, and uh, he has always been such an amusing boy. I mean, he he has kept people laughing a lot of his life. He just was so quick with his quips that in our family, I think that's what we will remember um, Adam for as well, that he, he just was so much part of, of the group of friends that were here. But how a friendship came together, you know, I want to thank Charlene Lipschitz because and of how our community came together. Thank you so much, Charlene. I know that you were at the hospital waiting for your uh, grandchild to be born and you got frantic calls from my grand, my, my daughter-in-law, Michelle, to say, please, we need to bring Joshua and Ross back to South Africa as soon as we can. And it, uh, unfortunately, Adam had passed away that morning and a few hours later, Reg did as well. And Michelle was desperate to try and get Josh and Ross back here. And there was no way they could get on flights. And Charlene said, don't worry, I'll organize it. Now, even though she was actually at the hospital waiting for her daughter to have her baby, Charlene stepped forward and managed to get the boys on an airplane. Thank you, Charlene. Really, this this was amazing that you managed to keep your cool and step outside what you were actually waiting for at the hospital. And I want to also say Mazeltoff to you. Uh, here, a beautiful grandson was born. How wonderful. And Mazeltoff to Sigal and Michael uh, Josselovitz, um, that this little boy should come into the world just then. Amazing. May he have a really wonderful, wonderful life. But there you are. So Charlene managed to actually step out of her own anxiety, uh, anxious state at the time, and, and get the boys home. And this was incredibly, incredibly important. Because I was saying to my grandson that friendship, to be able to honor our friendships, our friends, not only in life, but when they have left as well, is one of the greatest gifts that we can ever give our friends. And the Jewish funeral in itself is is a, a time, an opportunity of doing this. And I know that Adam's funeral was one of the largest funerals ever held in Johannesburg. And apparently when Rabbi Afton spoke, you could not hear a pin drop. I mean, yes, that's right. You could hear a pin drop. It was so incredibly moving and so quiet. Hello, this is Sue Jackson on 101.9 High FM. It's on the Finding Human show. I am recording from home as I've had a shoulder replacement surgery and I'm not allowed to um, go out yet. 
But I felt I just had to uh, send a message in to Dan, send this uh, pre-record through. And if you hear various noises, I'm sorry about that. But I just wanted to, to do this pre-record. I was talking about um, Adam Seif, who died tragically in Israel, and of how all his friends needed to honor him. And many of them came back from holiday times and from yeshivas in Israel and, and wanted to be here. Now, I just wanted to say that perhaps it's because I, I so often do look in from the outside being a, a, a convert to Judaism myself that I find so many of the rituals of Judaism incredibly, incredibly meaningful and unbelievably healing in themselves. And I, I do realize that this is, is a, a very sad subject to discuss, but I, I think I, I need to say that being, having not been at any of the, the funerals lately, but being here on my, in my own home and in my own head a lot of the time, I've also given quite a bit of thought to how healing does take place. And I have also had the opportunity to speak to my grandson about the loss of friendships, which are of a good friend. And you know, there's, there's a beautiful saying that a good friend knows all, all, um, about your, your different stories and has lived many of them with you. And this was Adam and his many friends, and he did have many friends. There was this incredible group that literally went through from pre-primary right through to matric together, uh, girls and boys, and they are all incredibly shocked. And I remember uh, being young and losing a very good friend and the shock of it. It's, it, it rocks your world, it really does, because you cannot believe it's happening. And yet, in a Jewish funeral, there is so much that you can do to actually honor your friend, your loved one. And it's accompanying your loved one until the final resting place. And Judaism at a funeral actually offers you this opportunity. Um, many of you, of course, are, are, uh, are Jewish and so know, know the different rituals. But to all of you who don't know that, I would just like to, to know them. I would just like to say that there are, uh, after the eulogy, which is done in a particular uh, room, after all that takes place, there's a moving to the gravesite. And this in itself, there's great honor to this because um, it offers relatives, close friends, the opportunity to actually walk beside that loved person right until the very end, to actually go up to the gravesite. And there is, for friends and family, there is a, this, the honor of accompanying someone. It is a heartbreak, certainly, but it is also so much greater than that because for us to actually be able to stand, walk behind someone to their final resting place, walk beside them, almost guarding them as a guard of honor to accompanying them there to see them safely actually going into their final resting place on this earth is a, a great honor to be able to do that and for the person who has left I, I do believe that there is comfort in this knowing that they are being guarded 
all the way by people who love them. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, I'm back again, Sue Jackson on 101.9 High FM on the Finding Human show. This podcast is being done and pre-record from my home as I'm not allowed out at the moment um, after surgery. I'm afraid it is probably a bit um, put together. And thank you, Wussy and Craig, for putting it together for me. Uh, I simply wanted to do it. Um, you know, after the loss of, a, of someone, especially through suicide, there are so many questions that we don't ever find the answer to. And um, this this is an incredibly difficult time for friends, young friends, to actually try to get their heads around this, to understand, and certainly for family. It is an impossibility. We can question and question, but we never do know the answer. And I know that there's that saying, this too shall pass, and I've often thought about it, and I thought, what do you mean this too shall pass? And perhaps this particular time will pass right now because time does move forward. It doesn't move backwards. But moving forward does not mean to forget, to let go. In actual fact, it means beginning to forge a new you, a new meaning in your life. It's not even finding the meaning. It is forging a meaning within the loss, within the devastation of the experience. And this will, each person will find this in their own way. I know that Adam would want everyone to move forward, but it's, it's very easy to say move forward because, um, how do you move forward? And each person in their own way will definitely find a way to do so. And I do think that friendships, that connections, the people supporting you, and uh, being together, being able to talk to each other uh, about loss, about friendship, about children is just so incredibly meaningful to, to part of our healing. You know, Khalil Gibran wrote this beautiful, beautiful story about uh, children. And this poem is actually for for all the parents out there who are really struggling with uh, with their own children, with the, with um, our own children's identities, um, and wondering how we can help them. We need strength in in our as parents, as friends, as relatives. And this poem by Khalil Gibran is is a very meaningful one. He says. And a woman who held a babe against her bosom said, Speak to us of children. And he said, Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you. For life goes not backwards nor tarries with yesterday. You are the bows from which your children as living arrows are sent forth. 
The archer seeks the mark upon the path of the infinite, and he bends you with his might, that his arrows might go swift and far. Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness, for even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves also the bow that is stable. I think as parents we need to so often forgive ourselves, forgive ourselves for not understanding what is always happening in our children's lives, for realizing that we too are human and they were sent to us to spend this time with us for I don't know what the reason is. One day we will always find out, but we do need strength as parents. And I, I just want you to know, all of you, Friends, parents of the friends of Adam, that you are loved. You do have your own support systems. Please turn to them and to Adam's family. I don't even have the words to describe to you the pain that everyone is feeling for you. And, you know, to actually move forward. I know you will with the support that you have of your families to Justin, to Jody, to Megan. I just send you so much love and comfort. There is also the most beautiful poem that Judy Erwick sent me from, from Israel. And it's actually, it's, uh, it's called the affirmation to grief. And it says, I believe there is no denying. It hurts to lose. It hurts to lose a cherished relationship with another or a significant part of one's own self. It can hurt to lose that which has united one with the past or that which has beckoned one into the future. It is painful to feel diminished or abandoned, to be left behind or left alone. Yet I believe there is more to losing than just the hurt and the pain. For there are other experiences that loss can call forth. I believe courage often appears, however quietly it is expressed, however easily it goes unnoticed by others, the courage to be strong enough to surrender, the fortitude to be firm enough to be flexible. I believe a time of loss can be a time of of learning unlike any other and that it can teach some of life's most valuable lessons. In act of losing, there is something to be found. In the act of letting go, there is something to be grasped. In the act of saying goodbye, there is a hello to be heard. For I believe living with loss is about beginnings as well as endings, and grieving is a matter of life more than death. And growing is a matter of mind and heart and soul more than of body. And loving is a matter of eternity more than of time. Finally, I believe in the promising paradoxes of loss. In the midst of darkness, there can come great light. At the bottom of despair, there can appear a great hope. And deep within loneliness, there can dwell a great love. I believe these things because others have shown the way. Others who have lost and have then grown through their losing. Others who have suffered and then found new meaning. So I know I am not alone. I am accompanied day after day 
night off today. I hope you find this pain, this poem, to be meaningful within your pain. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM. I would now like to actually go on to a lighter note. And what I would like to say is that I have been blessed with with friendships and I have also been blessed with, with humor. And there is humor in so many areas of our lives. Um, and we need to often tap into this. And I had an experience on, on Friday night. My daughter Caroline said, you know what, I'll... Um, Joshua, her her nephew, her beloved nephew, and our beloved grandson, and Norman and Michelle's beloved son, um, was here from Israel, as I said earlier. And Caroline said, "It's time we actually just celebrated as a family of of being together." And she put together Friday night here and and uh, Shabbos day lunch uh, for all of us here, just to celebrate being together as a family. And there was a lot of laughter, a lot of shared uh, talking and 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 also laughter. There was place for laughter, very definitely. And I really thank Caroline for doing this because I myself was certainly not up to putting this together. And, and she pulled the whole thing together and it was exactly what we all needed. But at one stage in, uh, during dinner... Uh, I said to Joshua, you know, Josh, I haven't actually asked you how it was when um, when your uncle and aunt Mark and Leanne were actually in Israel with, with the girls and you were all there together. Um, and I, I, I haven't spoken to you about it. And suddenly I saw this shocked look on Joshua's face. And he said to me, he was sitting next to me and he said, Safta, what are you talking about? I said, about when, when you were all there together over Pesach. He said, but Safta, I have spoken to you about it. I said, no, I haven't, Josh. He said, Safta, I've seen you four times this week. Well, we started to laugh. I think he suddenly thought, oh, no, Safta is losing it. Her mind has gone. I mean, the shocked look on his face. I quickly had to say, Nana, Josh, I meant I haven't actually spoken to you about that particular event. Not about that I haven't spoken to you at all. Of course I have, and I've really appreciated you coming and visiting me. But it was really funny. And then on friendships. Thank you to my friends, really, and and my relatives, uh, who are also my friends, for the support you have all given me uh, during this this uh, my own recovery. And my one friend, uh, uh, Jenny uh, Didi, left me this message. I was obviously asleep in, in the hospital when she came to visit me. Jenny and I did nursing together, and um, she left this message. She says, "Dearest Binny." Couldn't bear to wake you from your deep sleep. I just send you healing blessings and such deep love. And I pray you aren't in too much pain. Love, Jen. Now, the funny part about this is that, Didi, Jen, you are so incredibly creative. Because this little note was put on my kosher meal tray, stuck in a, in a tomato, a baby <laughs> tomato, kosher tomato, 
and propped up there so that I would definitely see it. Well, I must admit, when I did eventually wake up and saw this little note stuck in my tomato, I really did have a good good laugh and fortunately I was not too confused I didn't eat the note I did eat the tomato I am going to be ending now I am a bit tired but I also think I must just mention the the minion men who um, Reg Schlagman was very very instrumental in keeping this minion going at our synagogue and it grew to be a really close-knit bunch of, of men and a, a, a minion is the 10 men who get together for the prayer services and many of them start by coming during the the year of loss after a loss and they, they forge very strong strong friendships and many of them who've only come for that uh, 11 months actually end up staying for forever and and other people join them and because it's they often come during a time of loss very close bonds are formed and i know that you minion men were all incredibly close very close relationships with with reg who made coffee brought bupkis actually reminded you all to be there and wished you all long life on different yacht sites and i know that you all had a lot of laughter together you all shared so many events together and i would like to just say to you all that i know you're going to be missing reg but i would really like you all just to remember him with love and also to remember so many happy times that you all spent together. Thank you all for listening to this. I hope it hasn't been too, I haven't rambled on too much, um, but I need to end now. And I would just like to say to you all, please take care, keep warm, be gentle to each other and be kind to each other. And I know that it was the Rebbe's 25th um, site, And I'd like to just remind us all what he said about being kind with, to each other. And I would also like to say, let's all just recognize each other's path and journey in this life. And let us all honor one another. Actually, before ending, I must just say thank you to the best nurse anyone could ever 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 wish for my husband Leon thank you so much for taking care of me and helping me and being by my side always God bless you all I'll be with you again next week bye